Welcome back, Mailin Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Merriman. To my right, lovely Sally DeFreeze. Sally, how are you doing ahead of the final Mailin episode before the uh, before Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah, I realized we won't have one next week because it'll Thursday is Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thursday is Thanksgiving, which uh, I guess breaking news here. You invited me to Thanksgiving. Yeah, you're coming to our family the, Thanksgiving. The Jun family Thanksgiving, and uh, I'm I'm coming. I can't wait. I'm yeah. so excited. Thank you. Very We're going to talk Thanksgiving later in we the are. episode, so but we I can save our takes for thought that. I would lead off with that. You're wearing a very nice uh, Thanksgiving-esque sweater. Oatmeal, could be it, it could be tan, camel, perhaps. I think it's a camel situation. Okay. I'm, right? I'm not going to, yeah. I, I, uh, Forecast is looking good. Oh, like cool, like chilly enough to wear. It's gonna sweaters. be sixty six. Okay, we can we can work with that. But it's gonna be cool in the morning, which, which I like. Mm-hmm. Are you okay. gonna run the turkey trot? Heck no, I'm gonna be hungover. Austin does five miles. That's too many. Five k, perfect. Five miles. Five no. miles is a lot, and and the last mile of it is like uphill. So you're oh, like, God. are you running the turkey trot? No. Will thinks he's going to do it. There's no a chance. There's a kid one that's like one mile. Okay. And I think Lily and I are going to let the boys do that and like mm. bring our babies and walk it and let them that's like run slash walk. There you go. Get a little a energy out. I love that. Yeah, get it out because it's going to be a it's, it's a big day for the kids. I do like dogs. the the, the thought of a, a turkey trot. I've only done it once. I regretted it. Five. I have. Never run five miles consecutively in my life, <laughs> ever. Yeah, I don't think I'm I not have a either. runner. So, uh, she is a track star, though. <laughs> thanks. Uh, I, yeah, I do. I can't run five miles, and it's yeah. it takes too long. Like I don't. If it were exactly what you said, if it were five k, I'd get mm-hmm. out there, I'd do it, I'd run, walk it. But a run walking of five miles, you're you're looking at an hour and a half. That's because of like. The the crowd and stuff. It's just right. Far too much time invested. Like you got you have places to be. Yeah. You have you, things to do. You have there's preparations that need to happen, especially with children. You can't be now. out there like just on Mopac, like right. running. Yeah. I did the five K and like uh, I've done one turkey trot in high school and it was a five K in Saratoga. It's a really well put on event. It's mm-hmm. it benefits uh a, a kid who passed away years ago in Saratoga. It's a really well done event. I did it one time, 5K, and my competitive juices kind of took over. So I was like, uh-huh. I'm not, well, I started to jog, and I was like, well, I'm going to beat this fucking kid in front of me. And so I ended up really going way too, way too hard uh, while hungover, and I threw up Yeah. after the turkey trot, which was uh, kind of a low point for me in my Thanksgiving history and yeah. so i kind of vowed at that point never to do one again the year that i the will and i did it we we're like lined up on the congress bridge like mm-hmm. about to go will got recognized like three times <laughs> and it was early on so oh, like boy. we were with okay. like my whole family and they're like what the hell's happening mm-hmm. but then my two sisters natalie and Lily, like take off in front of us because they're runners and they are faster sure so they're running and natalie absolutely eats shit like bust both of her knees open her hand like if she happened to do it at the time my other sister 
like lived on the route and they were not very far from her place. So Natalie ran up to her place, mm-hmm. like showered off at Emily's, like her knees, and then finished. Oh my God. No. And once, there's just blood the... like going down her shins. Oh my God. I'm like, God. this is a 5K or a five mile like turkey trot. We don't need to. No. It's not the Boston Marathon. Like, oh, calm down. You're not qualified. So Natalie's legs, like she had like road rash in her freaking knees. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! No, and once she couldn't walk. <laughs> once skin is broken, that my my trot is over. That like same rule applies for a Thanksgiving Day football game that we we used to have like all the the high school football players and go back to Saratoga for Thanksgiving. We'd have a little uh, little little pickup football. Yeah. If if somebody breaks, if skin is broken, maybe a shoulder dislocated. You're I got done. my jaw popped out one year. Uh, it, it was two hand touch, but it was like kind of a heavy two hand touch. You're done. That's it. It's once an injury happens on Thanksgiving Day, you wrap it up, you go inside, you drink bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna actually suggest that y'all do a little football in the in my parents' yard. Oh, I'll I'll bring it. I'll bring a ball. But we're at the age where you're like two seconds away from like a a torn hammy. It would be funny if like one of us pulled a quad pretty good at your parents' house. But that's like, and your mom's like, Oh, do you do you need ice? Like, is there like, everybody's like, No, 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 like, I'm fine, but you can't walk or twists an ankle pretty good. I'm gonna just be straight with you. Yeah, my mom is not gonna be motherly like that. She's gonna totally <laughs> ignore you and maybe offer you alcohol. Okay, my dad will be the one doing uh, okay. Yeah. Your, your dad's like, Hey, you gotta, gotta elevate this. Yeah, man. no, it's... he'll be the one doctoring because he's a doctor, and my yeah. mom, who is a nurse, will totally ignore it and <laughs> tell you to. Rub some dirt on yeah, it. Yeah. Here's exactly. a here's a here's again a bourbon. Um yeah, I will I will bring a football just in case anybody wants to get uh we should have one out it. there, but who knows? Yeah, it's we'll have probably one out very there. old and yeah. deflated. So okay. maybe bring one. We'll figure it out. We are the mail in podcast. Uh we answer your questions and we're gonna we're gonna help you out this week. Please hit the hotline number eight 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 three six two M A I L. That is eight 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 three six two six two four five. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mailin Podcast. It's also in the description of this episode. Watch us, uh, watch us on YouTube. Randy's a big YouTube guy. Watch us in 6K over at youtube.com slash mailin podcast. And uh, that being said, Sally, I want to get after it. Yeah, you want me to start? Uh, sure. Okay. Any advice on enjoying the bigger moments in life and not stressing over slash worrying about them? For example, buying a house and getting married. I want to fully enjoy these times, but find it hard not to get caught up in the stress. I was thinking about this question a lot. And I think it's because when you have an event like that, a huge event, buying a house, getting married, going to college, like these gigantic things, a lot of the time you end up thinking about these events uh, with a larger timeline than like that day. So you think about the past, you think about the future, uh-huh. you think about the unknown, you think about the debt, you think about what happened to get you there. There's, it's all, it becomes very overwhelming. And I think what I try to do, and there's sort of a question later on that, that I get to on this, is, is, is take that 24-hour window and just keep it that. Like you don't have, don't, you, you have to be proud or accomplished or... You know, just give yourself room to not stress about what it means for you six months from now and right. what it meant for you six months ago, like getting married. Enjoy that 24-hour window and and be present. And I think the more you're present on the big life moments, 
and, and the more you can string together those days of, of being present, the less overwhelming a giant chunk of time or money or whatever becomes. Just breaking it down into slices mm-hmm. and going about it that way. So the more you can slice and compartmentalize, I guess, the more these gigantic things are not going to stress you out or cause anxiety or, or cause some sort of reaction where you can't, you can't enjoy it. And yeah. I think that's, that's probably my, my initial advice. Do people enjoy buying houses? Is that, uh, well, is that a non-stress view? I think, event? no, I think it's, is that a joyful event? I think it's people? joyful. And then it's like, an, it's like an accomplishment. accomplishment? Or like there's, okay. there's a sense of we did it. Like we did what we were supposed to do at 30 plus or 20 plus, you okay. know, whatever it might be. I think there's a sense of like, Hey, we, we we did the American dream, ho hum. I think maybe for me, who's a pretty highly anxious person and someone who's really Type A and likes to plan stuff, I'm mm-hmm. I'm the person who gets stressed about all my big life events. Sure. Um. So, as I think, my advice is more just like anecdotal in the fact that I think I spend a lot of time building up these moments in my mind and mine is like always the anticipatory stress Mm -hmm. and like anxiety and constant thinking about it, excitement, et cetera. Same thing about like going on a big trip. Sure. Or a great example was my C-section when we had Charlie and because it was like my second time around and I could plan it, I really like, stressed about making sure everything went right sure and then you it happens it was a great experience but like i don't even remember half that day uh and i think most of my big events are like that like the birth of both my sons my my wedding uh Mm -hmm. like will proposing all of those things and I mean, will proposing was a totally different situation. I had no lead up to that. Uh, right. Graduating, grad school, all of those things that I thought about, I don't even remember. And it's like the after part that I have enjoyed, if sure. that makes sense. Yeah, the after. So I think for people who are really ang- like anxiety driven and type A and like to plan and stuff like that, it's don't beat yourself up for stressing because that's just your personality Mm -hmm. and know that like when you accomplish these things or you have big moments in your life, it's not the end of the world if you don't remember everything. And if you haven't like, you know, you take pictures and you want to relive the memories, that's great. But like, you don't have to have every single second of your wedding memorized. Like I, I stressed a lot after Fritz was born because I remembered none of it. Like, and part of that was how he was born and that it wasn't planned and things like that. So, and I would get really anxious about it, that I couldn't remember it. And then I was like, why am I stressed about this? Like, I have a perfect baby. We're happy. Like, he's healthy. And if I don't remember every moment of the birth, like, his whole life is ahead of him and I get to experience all that with him. Totally. So I think for some people, for like, especially for me, who spend all this time like anticipating things, just know that like the after part is the part you get to enjoy. I think that we lose sight of that a lot with like weddings or like my graduation. All I cared about was like getting to that end goal. 
And then you're like the the best part is that you're married after. But people have totally lose sight of that because they're so caught up in the the planning of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not telling you to not care about the planning of it, but also afterwards, if you didn't soak it all up, don't feel guilty because also no one who's walking around in their everyday life is thinking about the joy that they had on their wedding on a daily basis. Like you have the afterglow where you like post everything to Instagram and you're like shoving your uh, honeymoon pictures down everyone's throats. Mm -hmm. But then after that, like it, you, if I came in here and talked about my wedding every day of my life, you'd be like, you got to get a life. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And like, and how much I enjoyed it and things like that. So like, yes, there's memories. We want to remember them. We want to enjoy it in the moment. But a lot Mm. of it is like how you choose to portray it for yourself. Like you said, like if you can't, if it's hard for you to be present, know that you can afterwards, like look back on it and be like, I had a great time. You don't have to be in the middle of it, be like, I'm having a great time. Like this is I'm amazing. so present right now. I'm present and I'm having so much fun and this is the best day of my life. A lot of people, if you like look back and think about like some of the best days of your life, mm-hmm. most people that I know are probably not going to answer with the big moments. They're going to be like small things where they just like let go of the stress. And mm-hmm. we're not wired to like have these huge moments and not stress after them. Totally. Or before, I mean, I'll kind of finish, uh, I think, on this one with, like, uh, I'm batting a 1,000 in the buildup to whatever big event or hard conversation or hard time. Yeah. The buildup being either worse or more stressful than actually the the day of or going through right. it, right? And I think that's, I mean, that's just a personality thing. Um, and I will, I'm sure we'll continue to do that. But I'm just yeah. saying anecdotally, batting a 1,000 on it being less stressful, easier, um, more like, like sort of an anxiety reliever going yeah. through it or, or it happening. Um, and so I think it's just don't let the buildup ruin the, the day of or yeah. the, or the house or the guilt or because the, you yeah. didn't enjoy it as much as you thought you should have. Yeah. And don't think of your mortgage as like, oh, I'm hundreds of thousands of dollars in a hole right now. It's like, yeah, but you now have a, a place to create memories and a home and like mm-hmm. now you're, you're, you have stability. And so there's there for all of these stressors and cons, there's obviously the pros that come with it. Enjoy the pros because the cons loom larger, but they don't, they, they, they aren't larger. Yeah. How about prize picks, Sally? Good friends. Of the pod. Of the pod. Oh yeah. They are the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, didn't know sharks could play online like gambling things. I didn't know. I don't think they have opposable thumbs, so I don't think they, they... just have fins. You pick more or less than uh, on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, Randy, LeBron James, and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus receptions. How about that? That's a pretty good one. I'd take the over there. LeBron takes th- makes three threes, and Travis Kelsey has eight, eight receptions. Winner. Wow. 
Prospects even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prospects is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Can't beat that. Uh, I'm a big fan of the prize picks NFL stuff. It just makes it easy. It makes everything extremely easy. It's it's over-unders. It's all you're doing. Not trying to win like the lineup situation. Just boom, more than, less than. Here we go. So here's the deal. Go to prizepicks.com slash mail and use code mail for a first deposit match up to $100. That's go to prizepicks.com slash mail and use code mail for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hey, guys. Welcome back, Sally. Welcome Thanks. back, Sally. Yeah. Do either of you have road rage and how do you handle bad drivers? Do you have road rage? Um, I don't have road rage. I have road, like I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Okay. I'm like, I'm like a fatherly driver. Okay. I'm just like, really? Like who, t- who taught you that? Who, who do I need to talk to about your upbringing that you just did that on the road? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a road principal. Okay. Uh, I don't have road rage because I think most people would probably classify me as a bad driver. I've heard something about your blinkers before. We have talked about this. Yeah. I just don't use blinkers. Yeah, that's that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To be fair, to I be do fun. now like I would say 80% of the time. Okay. When I have my children in the car. We've made improvements. Yeah. yeah. When it's when it's when other lives are in your hands. I got roasted for that. I was just kind of like, I mean, people <clears throat> see me merging like it it is what it is. I <laughs> <laughs> Randy not happy. Randy's very un- unhappy. No, honestly, a lot of the reason I use blinkers now, mm-hmm. not that not that I wasn't using them. I mean, okay. I use them now because I got shit on so much for not using them, but also because my car, when I use blinkers, like alerts me if someone's in my blind spot, which is a really nice boop, boop, boop. safety feature. Of course. That is that is very nice to have that little yellow light. Like, right. Oh. Don't have to like don't crane don't my neck pop and, over yeah, yeah before yeah crash somebody, um you know who has road rage, Will DeFreeze. Will DeFreeze has yeah, road rage. There we go. I like uh, it. I like seeing Will get fired up. Like he that. gets fired up. Like yeah. I can't even like probably every day we're on the phone while really? he's driving home or I'm in the car with him and he like gets so pissed at something someone does. Oh shit! I think in general probably because I the drivers in Austin are not great. And no, if you very add bad. any very sort bad. of moisture onto the road, like Ugh. whether it's snowing or raining or even like a cloud in the sky, people absolutely lose their ability to like use their judgment. It's insane. These Southerners, Randy, they see, you know, I trust, you know, public schools and stuff to educate, but like I seeing Texas drivers and Austin drivers, I might be like my, my future children, you're not going to driver's ed because I don't trust them, what they're teaching. I, okay, Texas. but that's I not a agree. fair assumption because most of the people who are driving in Austin right now did not grow up in Austin and learn how to drive in Austin. I, well, Transplants, all the people saying? I see in Dallas and Houston too. It's the same stuff. Houston might have worse drivers than Austin. It's it's a it's a combination of wide like there's in Texas highways tend to be you know two lane situation at, at mm-hmm. minimum. Many highways have like ten lanes, especially in Houston. Yeah, and there is a there's an aggression factor that yeah. th- that a lot of drivers have. 
that uh, I'm not used to. There's like upstate New York and, and New Jersey, people have speed there, but here is aggressive. It's like you're on the attack or it's the opposite side of the spectrum. It's overly defensive. Some like yeah. ant who's going under the speed limit. When they ask how do we, how do you handle bad drivers, I, I give like a disappointed. That's you shouldn't be doing that. I, I really think it's more dangerous to go slower on the highway than it is yeah, faster. Yeah, I agree. Because it's you're you're causing decisions to be made versus making them on. You know, like yeah. There's there's just a, a dynamic there. So. I I am I, I I go by the mantra: be the change you wish to see in the world. So you just are being a good driver. Yes, I am a, on purpose. And you think people on the road are like looking at you and being like, "That I'm guy like, in the look Jeep at this fucking driver. guy. This dude instituted the zipper. Follow yes, his... this dude instituted the zipper policy on a merge situation. This dude, when when my biggest driving pet peeve is. When it's a crowded parking lot, Austin has many parking lots that are like far too small for the the services or products that yeah. they're serving. Um, and somebody gets in their car, like a Terry Blatch, for example, and sits there. Yeah, you got to get out. Get out. You got to get out. Get out. Literally, get in, get out. Be tactical. So when I when I'm backing out of a parking spot, I have I've done my business. I'm getting back into my car, leaving the premises. That button goes on, and I'm going backwards in about. Three seconds. Yeah, I am. I'm checking my boundaries. Boop, boop, zoop, in and out. And when somebody yeah. sits there and sits on their phone and writes a Facebook status and checks, I, I, I cannot stand it. Cannot yeah. stand it. Um, the other one, the other uh, biggest pet peeve of mine. And this is just this is the the total lack of awareness. Is this is a pretty chalk answer? When somebody's in the left lane and and going far too slow mm -hmm. like holding up the flow of traffic um being passed on their right you gotta you gotta know what you gotta know better you gotta yeah. know better you gotta dive out of there get out of there you're not ready for the show yeah that that's a big pet peeve of mine i would say i'm i don't think i'm a bad driver okay i'm a, I'm a pretty good driver okay I don't use okay. blinkers. I've never driven with you or, or been in your presence, so I, I can't I can't confirm or deny that. Uh, I'm an amazing Parker. We have gone over this. Nice. Yeah, I can back into any spot. There you go. Any parallel spot. too? Yeah, I'm a great parallel Parker. Okay. Uh, the thing is that I think that I just have in a in a world where I'm very impatient about everything. It, mm -hmm. Driving, I kind of just. Don't let shit get to me. There are times that I like honk my horn. And that I think growing up, going to driver's ed in Texas, maybe it's because people are like trying to all be nice to each other. I didn't, I never really used my horn a lot. I definitely use yeah. my horn way more now just because I think mm -hmm. the landscape has changed from when I was like 16 to now. Or people, you know, if somebody's sitting at a light on their phone, yeah. you got to. Oh yeah, give the, them you give them a, a courtesy, like Dip. yeah, it's not a it's a no, Dip. it's a hey, look up, yep, uh, just to keep things moving. And so I'm not afraid of that anymore. Whereas I feel like I used to be like, oh shit, I don't want to like honk at them. Mm -hmm. Um, I so I don't really let things bother me. Will is the opposite. Will yeah. like will somebody will cut Will off and it will like piss him off and he'll him like he'll come home torch. and just be like. Blame. Like so upset. I love that. Or I love like that. 
Will straight up has flipped people off like probably recently. Hell like yeah, I don't Will. I don't know that I've ever flipped somebody off on the road. <laughs> like ever. It reminds me I do have one. But Will will pass people who are going too slow or like pissed oh, yeah. him off and he will give them the full blown stare down. Really? Full blown. And I'm kind of like, I mean, what okay, they know that they were wrong. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah, they 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 should feel bad about that. There needs to be a way. Like I, I, if I'm really mad at somebody, I'll, I'll just be, you know, kind of on my steering wheel and fire like imaginary sidewinder missiles at them uh-huh. via fake, you know. Trigger. I do the, I do the flash. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I put my brights on. The one people. situation where I do, I do truly, and this is recent to, and kind of unique to Texas, in my opinion. When you're in the, uh, or when you're getting into the suicide lane to turn. Mm-hmm. into like turn left and you don't get over fast enough into the middle or you slow down and you leave your butt end in uh-huh. the lane that I'm currently driving in. Yeah. I think about ramming full speed into the back of your car. Like that, like that. my intrusive thought gets to the point where I'm like, well, would it be that bad if I just totaled this person's car? <sighs> That out is, of purely to teach them a lesson. That is my biggest pet peeve right now going. Yeah. It's just like it's South lane, Lamar right here. They, you're, yeah, South it's, Lamar is, is bad. that they take the last second to get over. You have the whole lane to yeah. merge over and then slow down when you're in that lane, but they decide to slow down, then get over at the last second yep. into the turn lane. It's like, no, the, the whole they, lane's there to slow down. You they, merge and then you slow down. They break heavily in the current lane. You should yes. be you should be merging into the middle, the suicide lane, whatever you like the two lane. Yes, the, in the middle. The left lane that you're turning left in at the speed that you're regularly traveling. Go at. get into that sucker, pull in like your Sally parked in the whip, and then slow down. If you're hitting the brakes before you're merging left into the middle lane, just know I have fired a, uh, an imaginary missile at you. I saw a bad one on South Lamar where they didn't even get in that lane. They just decided to, to, to stop in the left lane and then turn Across that lane yep. to go left. Happened to me. Just... Happened to me with a, a Tesla today. They, they they like they definitely realized they were supposed to turn. Slammed on the brakes. Half of the car was sticking. It, I mean, it was it was almost arguably worse than just turning from the left lane. And they <sighs> they have been um, neutralized virtually by my missiles. That's how you handle bad yeah. drivers. I shoot. Imaginary miss. I just assume everyone on the road is a terrible driver, and I don't drive defensively. I just drive knowing that anyone at any time is going to merge or turn with not using a blinker in front of me, and just, just I'm prepared at this point. Yeah, yeah. I I drive with my head on a swivel because I know, I know what's going down. Yep. Next one. Yeah, I, I'm kind of oblivious, so I just kind of. <laughs> Not oblivious. I just kind of don't care. Think like, about think about where the the butt end of your car is next time you you. Okay, I'm not that person. Okay. 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 If anything, I'm the person who's probably tailgating people accidentally. Oh, I do. I do that it. just because people are like getting over, and I'm like, I have you ever like been driving? Sorry, we'll finish this question. But like, have you ever been driving and you're not on like a two lane road? You're just like on a one one. You know. Mm-hmm. I like this probably happened to me a couple months ago. Two cars. Two cars pulled over on the shoulder and let me pass. Them. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, and I yeah, was yeah. like, "Am I really driving that fast? Like I'm like they're oh, like, yeah. like." Oh yeah, 
I'm, I was like, I'm going like the speed limit. Like these people are just like, I'm way too close to them that they're just pulling over and I'm like, yeah. Oh, I shoving I, it up their ass apparently. Like, yeah, I like the what's the bumper sticker? If you're gonna ride my ass, at least pull my hair. Yeah, that's that's a just like, hey, tip of the cap. That's that me one. apparently. <laughs> and I like I don't realize it until it happens, and I'm like, oh shit, am I just like tailgating this person? But I never feel like I'm actually tailgating. Mm-hmm. No, I I did it. I'm a tailgater. Okay. Myself. Okay, sorry, next one. Hey, mail and crew. I'm single and recently moved into a new apartment in a new city. While grabbing my mail, I noticed a cute girl struggling with a heavy box and offered to help her. We chit-chat on the way up to her room, and I learn her name, where she's from, etc. The next morning, I run into her bringing the empty box to the dumpster, and we start talking again and catch the elevator up to our floor together and go our separate ways. I definitely feel a bit of a connection, but one problem, I didn't get her number. What's my play here? I found her IG with a simple search by her first name in our apartment directory. Do I follow her and DM or would that come off as creepy? Do I leave a little note on her door from the guy who helped her with the dresser? Or do I just patiently wait and hope to strike up some luck again as we cross paths again soon? Okay, so we're doing meet cutes. We've we've answered one like this before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Randy, Randy had a very quick reaction to this. I, I think the leaving the note on the door is somehow less creepy than going and trying to search her name when never got it I, in, in this situation. I agree. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Because you know where she say, lives because you, you helped her. Yeah, you, I was gonna I was yeah. gonna go the Instagram route. I think no. Like if you know her full name, it's like uh, Melanie Davis. But you didn't know that before, and she knows that you didn't know it, so that it means that you like went searching for her, and it's kind of okay. Yeah. I know. I see where you're coming. Where this one's like, I see where you're coming. You know where her apartment is because you walked into her apartment with her. Yeah, presumably. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I agree. I think that the last time we answered a question like this, like maybe they met in the mailroom or something mm-hmm. like that, I was like, you just. Go knock on her door or leave a note or like. What is the note? What is the goal of the note though? I guess. If you're going to gonna leave, if you're going to leave, leave a note, Hey, I'm Brett in five, three Oh one. Like what's your, what's your number? Like, do you want to go out and have a, have a, you leave year? your like, number and you let her text you. Okay. And that Just way. Say, hey, figure this is easier than the mail room. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Because. I mean, you could do the Instagram route. I don't know if no, somebody's going to be like, oh, yeah. that's so creepy. Because at this day and age, like, we can all figure out how to, like, find someone on Instagram. Sure. Let's be serious. Uh, if you wait around, that's too risky. I do something about, like, okay, first time is the meet. Second time is, like, the, oh, ha, ha, chit-chat. Third time, do you just – if you do, if fate brings you together for a third time, does that give you credence to do a little bit of a longer, like – chat like the dog park kind of chat where you're getting into like 10 minutes 15 minutes and well then yeah you if you meet a third time you were already considering getting her number you ask her then okay i think if you are worried about doing option a or b then you wait for option c which is meeting her and you give yourself like a week deadline if you don't mm-hmm. see her then leave a note kind of thing yeah okay but and, then and you could the, argue then you could argue like maybe has too much time passed like maybe you should leave true. a note now when you she's you're fresh on her mind, you know. Goal next time seeing her or with a note. Riddle me this: Are you inviting her to? Are you asking her out for a drink or a coffee, and not just like, hey, here's my number, and just like, hey, what are you gonna, what are you gonna say? Like, what's? I guess are you giving your number with the idea like, hey, want to grab a coffee? Yes, no, maybe. Here's my number. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. You're like you're giving her something to respond to. Versus just being like, hey, text me and 
let it go from there. I think you're, I think you want to give her something to work with. Right. I agree. Yeah. You don't have to like, be like, are you free Thursday? But you, you yeah. can say like, would love to, would, would love to grab take you uh, to coffee or yeah. a drink. Here's would my lo- number. Would love to help you move another package or if yeah. the coffee sounds better, let's do that. I mean, okay. if you know okay. her name, go <laughs> commit mail fraud, find her mail and take it to her door and be like, this came to my apartment accident. Wow. Pull the old accidental. Uh, yeah. Mm, that's not creepy at all. <laughs> hey, super weird. No Stand outside of your apartment for 24 hours give until the, the UPS guy comes. <laughs> give bribe him a $20 bill. And then for take... Sarah's packages yeah. and then be like, oh, or, weirdly, these got delivered to my house. Here's the answer. Order something to her door by accident. Get an Amazon package that goes to her door and then she brings it to your place. Well, what if she doesn't know what your apartment is? Uh, you yeah. know? I guess if you okay. if you That's, know you know what big big flaw in my plan. Let's go back to well, plan okay. A. But you could <laughs> you could if your packages are getting delivered at your door and not like in the mail room, but it sounds like they're in the mail room. Mm-hmm. You could drop off an Amazon package at her doorstep that's actually to you, and then yeah. she's like, "Oh, this is Brent three hundred five. I gotta go." Okay, so you you leave your address. And then your real address, and then it goes. You to her open place. the door, and you've already made a batch of espresso martinis, and you invite her inside. Like, whoa! Are you, do you know what? Like, do you want to? It's already poured. I mean, like, I was gonna, I was gonna do this thing, and it like, oh, my Christmas tree's in, up, and I have a fire going. Do you want to come in? It's like exactly like, baby, it's cold outside. Just pop in here. The thing hey, in the hey, oven. Oh, sh- well, hey, I guess we have to share. And here's the thing: what you ordered. Was two espresso martini glasses. So wow. you're like, oh, perfect. Wow. And you just open it up. And Should you're like, we write what a rom com? I know Brett likes to write scripts. So. I'll, oh, I'll write this. I got, I got a couple I'm, I'm per- percolating right now. No, I, I think like the note this. is fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just Let's just note. keep it simple and write okay. it out. Maybe, maybe, maybe fourth time as you get a little creative with the mail. Sure. Okay. All right. Okay. Maybe uh, you're something from Roback. You order your Roback package to it, her place. It, exactly. Exactly. Roback. I wonder if we could get them to facilitate that. I think we could. Yeah. I think we could make something happen. If you need, let me know. Let me know. And you need a Roback situation, we'll get we'll get it going. As long as you promise to Instagram and tweet and all that stuff about it. Yeah. No free ads. But Roback is the best. They are uh, half of my wardrobe, pretty much, between their polos, their hoodies, which I've been... I mean, my Saturday morning, 95% of the time, you're going to find me in Roback Joggers and a Roback hoodie walking to the store to get a coffee, a bagel, and or set up whatever lunch I'm doing for that day. I love it. I'm actually wearing, look at me. Wow. Yep. I see it. Uh Uh-huh. Roback Joggers. That's live on air. Yeah. And they're doing a sale, Sally. You may be familiar with the uh, the Washed Media new customer sale at Roback. What if I told you? What if I told you that you don't have to be a new customer anymore? Oh. Now, through Monday, 1127, that's Cyber Monday. Okay. All customers are getting 20% off the entire store. This is huge. I'm don't have to be a new customer. My immediately. Exactly. You don't have to be a, a first timer. You could have bought. Many a rowback, and they're giving you the deal. Can you get the Willamont's pillow still? You certainly can. Wow, huge! All you have to do to get twenty percent off the entire website, regardless of your previous ordering history, 
is go to roback.com slash backer20. Again, it's not a code. It's a URL, a custom URL. So here you go. Roback, R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com slash backer20. Now through Monday, November 27th. Capiche? Capiche. Roback, they're the best. Roback.com slash backer20. Next one, Sal. Hey, Brett and Sally. Love the pod. We, we kind of discussed this earlier, but here we go. Tips on not obsessing about documenting everything my daughter does. I love the old home videos that our parents took of us in this day and age. I want to do the same. I have a one-and-a-half-year-old and find myself worrying about constant photos and videos whenever we do anything instead of living in the moment. This time just goes by so fast, and I just want to make sure I soak it all in. I feel like this is a, this is unique. This is a new thing with this generation. Yeah, I agree. Like I love our home videos. We have like one of my favorites. We have a compilation. It's somewhere. Who knows where it is? Where we like my dad spliced together like every one of our Christmas mornings. That's and, awesome. Like in chronological yeah. order. Mm-hmm. It's probably lost now. Like who knows? This it's is going to be. This is. We are living now. Like our kids. And who knows what technology is going to look like in 20 years. But mm-hmm. because stuff is digital, for the most part, like storing it is going to be a lot easier. So their access to like home videos, pictures, et cetera. Oh, of course. And you also, I mean, you also have a, a cloud, a, a camera that's better than right. anything in history, right. more or less in your hand now. Right. So as a parent, I, I <laughs> admittedly am pretty bad about the whole like documenting everything like we never did a baby book for fritz we definitely won't do one for charlie Uh, and i feel like guilty about that i'll be like oh like it's been a year like i need to take a picture of charlie every day but i don't do that but are are they gonna care so literally tuesday Mm -hmm. (laughs) like woke up and i was like i didn't even take a picture of charlie at one month like you do the like yeah, the they one like on had the a little stick or whatever. Yeah. So we have the, one of those like little blackboards with the white letters. Sure. The felt thing. And I was like, shit. So I took one of Charlie on Tuesday. He's older than a month <laughs> by like two weeks. And I was like, okay, well, this is going to have to do. You're not going to know the difference. Uh, mm-hmm. I try to get big stuff like that. Not big stuff. I will. Every time we did with Fritz, like, this is stupid. Why are we even doing this? And then we, the only time we used them was. At his first birthday party. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's if you want to do it for your parents, that's a, th- I, I don't right. know. I, I am, I, I, again, I'm, I am trying to be the change I wish to see in the world. Uh-huh. If I go to a concert, if I go to a sporting event, it's just so, de- it's demoralizing to look around when somebody's putting or teeing off and everybody's just doing this and like watching an event through their phone. And I'm, I'm actively like phone in pocket, trying to soak things in, trying to right. create a memory because you're never like. If you have 35 videos from a concert or uh, the PGA Championship or whatever, it's just you're never going to go like sit down, look back through every second of footage. So I think I have like a rule of one. Like you go, you get one pick of this scene or one pick Uh of this concert or one like get the thing, put your phone away and enjoy it. And if you want to take a pick with somebody, it's that's different than just being like here I'm documenting like the the forty second swing on the tee box at one at Oak Hill. Like, yeah, I I just I, I totally know. agree with that stance yeah. because I think you get exact exactly what you said. You get one 
picture or 10 second video to like prove on Instagram stories. Boom, that there's you your there. moment. Right. You're, and then, enjoy but it. I, we were at the John Mayer concert a couple of weeks ago. I'm not kidding. People are the I mean, whole concert. And like, we're like sitting down because it's, you know, like a, yeah, chill. a little chill. He's like yeah. doing his acoustic thing. The guy in front of us filmed the whole thing on his phone. Whole thing. Whole and I'm like, thing. are you going back and watching this? Like, it happened to I, us too. I wanted to be like, dude, what are you doing? Concert videos are terrible. Yes. Oh. As I've been cleaning out my phone this year, uh, in the year of our Lord, I uh, will see that I took concert videos like, you know, basically, I think I explained this to you. Every day mm-hmm. I like search like November 16th and then I go through all oh, of Oh, your, your November 16th? Yeah. And then That's clear cool. them out. And so okay. I do it every day so that I do, it's less overwhelming than like, although the new Apple update like kind of fucked me on that. You can't do it by oh, date really? anymore. Oh, that's annoying. So you have to do it by month. And it's a lot more pictures. Oh, but okay. like maybe a month ago found that I like took a bunch of videos at a, a Drake Vegas concert. I'm like, have I ever looked at these ever again? No, I haven't. Because oh. it's horrible quality. You can't hear shit. It's far away. So for things like that, not having to do with your kids. Absolutely. Like be in the moment. You're like, you look so stupid filming a concert, you guys. Having like 30 little story dots at the top of your It's so profile. embarrassing. Come on, like Come on, also guys. any, like maybe not the small shows, but like stuff like the Eras tour is going to have a video, a film of it. Mm-hmm. Like we live in an age now where you don't have to film it because someone else is already filming it. So let that person be the one to film it and find it on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube. Like you look so stupid with your fucking <clears throat> phone up, like I, I, filming the entire Blink-182 concert dude in front of me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when it comes to kids though, that's a different story because it's like you want them to have memories, okay? And like you want them to be able to see this stuff. A couple things that I would say, and Will and I are like never – we rarely are like, we need to film Fritz or Charlie doing this. There are mm-hmm. certain moments like when we introduced Fritz to Charlie that we had someone film. Um, we'll probably film, you know, Fritz and Charlie like opening up presents or something. Sure. You know, yeah. whatever. A lot of that is because we are going to send that to somebody. So you're already probably doing some of the like big moments anyway because you're going to like send a text to your parents mm-hmm. showing them that. Yeah. So let that kind of drive you. Like if it's a memory that you're like, oh, I like want to show my mom this or like, oh, this would be like – I like a lot of the pictures that I take of my kids is me texting to Will being like, look what they're doing. This is hilarious. But I don't stress out over the fact that, like, I haven't taken a picture of them every day. Or, like, this year, Fritz didn't even, like, take first day of school pictures. Like, he's he is never going to look at that and be like, oh, like, this is where I was on first grade. Like, there are things that are nice. But at the same time, like, we get overwhelmed because we live in a social media slash Pinterest era where people make you feel guilty because you didn't document your kid's life in this way and, like – get them this beautiful book and like <laughs> right. take a picture every single day for a year. And like, maybe that's great for some people, but if you forget to do it, it's not the end of the world. Like take pictures when you want to, or videos when you want to, cause your kid's doing something funny or being cute, or you just want a memory. Like honestly, the other day, Will was reading to Fritz and I was like, this is really sweet. I'm going to film it mm-hmm. just cause I thought about it. Sure. But that's like one bedtime out of the like hundreds we have. Yeah. So don't stress out if not everything is recorded. They don't need to see everything. They just want little snippets the same way that you do. Exactly. You want like if you have – when you grow up and you're like, hey, hey kid, look at my 10,000 memories of you I have. 
they're, they're going to look at seven and be like, cool. And I was, we, I was, we have I more than same. any other generation because oh, we totally. have Instagram yeah. and stuff. Like Fritz could go to my Instagram now and he, <clears throat> that's a great recap of his life. Like, exactly. He, you know, so I think we don't need to, it's really easy to get caught up in like what other parents are doing. This is a great example. Do you know what Elf on the Shelf is? I know what it is. I've never, I've never been an Elf on the Shelf family. Okay. Yeah, I mean, none of us were because it didn't exist until like probably 2000, I don't know, seven or something. Like, okay. So we we were too old for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I now think that I don't even know if it's still popular, but like somebody asked me if I was going to get one for Fritz and I was like, no. But I I remember a bunch of like my coworkers lamenting the fact that like they have to do this damn elf on the shelf thing. But you have an elf, it goes back and reports your behavior to Santa and then mm. you move it throughout the house to prove at night to prove that the elf has like moved and gone back to Santa. Went okay. back up to the North pole, right. came back. Yep. Enter Pinterest. Okay. People are just mm. like moving it around. They're putting it on the, you know, the mantle, they're putting it on the couch, they're putting it wherever they're not doing anything special. Okay. They're just moving him around. And then then like- Pinterest came out and people were like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to overcomplicate this. And I'm going to make a whole fucking scene where the elf has like accidentally gotten into a bag of marshmallows and like has a winter wonderland like layout art project on our kitchen counter with the marshmallows and the cookies and the da-da. No one has time for that, okay? If you do, good on you. Maybe volunteer some of your time to charity because everyone else has like a job and like also caring for their children and like also still trying to brush their teeth in the morning. We don't have time to like do a full throttle. So I think that's an example of like we, because we are watching what other parents are doing, it makes us feel guilty about ourselves and what that we're not. I mean, in general, every situation, because we're watching what other people are doing on social media, we feel guilty for not having the same thing, not doing the same thing, not taking the perfect you know, vacation photo, you got to let that go. You got to take the photos of your daughter that are important to you that you want and don't stress out that you didn't get her first haircut, her first, you know. Because who are you doing it for? Right. You and your daughter. And like your daughter, your daughter may look back and be like, okay, you never got my first haircut, but like there, here's this hilarious picture of me, like wearing your high heels and like tromping around the house. Exactly. And exactly. those are the photos that we have. Like, I mean, we did have the Christmas morning, but like the yeah, pictures well, Christmas that you. Christmas morning is awesome. Like that's Right. Different. That's like, you're Once already filming year, that. Boom, but boom. like the the childhood photos, like you posted the picture of like you and your dad and yeah. fishing. Mm-hmm. Like guarantee when that picture was taken, no one's sitting there like directing it being like, okay, well, we're going fishing. Oh, yeah. You're going to get over there. Like it was just a candid moment. And like. Yeah probably has no significance to like whatever the day was or whatever it was. It's just a great photo. Zero, and uh, Yeah. And that's a cool one to look upon. But I, I guess where I kind of feel myself landing on this is live your life and, and, and capture memories as if you're working with like a Polaroid Kodak camera, Like you got those 23 little shots mm-hmm. and you got to be like, you got 23 of them. And not like if you're I, I just picture this 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 mom at like her one year old's birthday party with like party favors in one hand and the phone and the other just didn't the whole day. Yeah. And it's like you don't need to have 
seven hours of commercial free football on your phone right that you narrate like that's just you don't need it you don't need it. it's it's live it like live live the memory live the moment keep it upstairs in your head because if you just keep doing the the phone thing mm -hmm. you just create an abundance of insignificance right right and, and it's just then then nothing means anything and, it's and just everything quantity is just, over quality right exactly yeah next one yeah how do you feel about your significant other keeping all pictures and videos of their ex? For context, I recently found out my girlfriend has everything from her prior relationship with a guy she was with for two years. She asked me in the past if I saved all my ex's pictures, which I don't because I delete everything during my breakup grieving process. She claims she kept everything on her side because that was part of her life and there's no reason to delete them, which I just find odd. I didn't press her on this and we never, it was never a conflict or around it. Uh, I definitely don't want to come off as insecure, but it just came up in convo, but surely it's a little weird to have everything saved from a prior relationship, despite how long you were together and have moved on. Maybe it's subject subjective, but clear, curious to hear your thoughts, especially if Sally's on the episode. Thanks. Love y'all. Lucky for you. Sally is on the episode. Lucky, lucky for you. I am on team her in this situation. My I mean, my most recent relationships, I, I look back on with nothing but like, I don't know, reverence and and very happy they happened and kind of good going forward. And so like keeping stuff on my phone or or Instagram for that matter, like I, to me, that's just life. And it's yeah. like sort of, a, it's your, your resume is obviously the wrong word, but it's just, it's like your history, your past. And, right. and, um, I get if something awful happened or or there was something that you know a cheating situation you know or yeah. like or a bad still, breakup. yeah a bad breakup I I get that everybody's different here and and some people need to, to just totally like erase a person from their life in order to move on or get over or whatever it might be but to me I just kind of like I look on it with fondness and learned a lot about myself and and kind of have just have it there i don't i don't go back and like relive every moment i just i just have them I, I don't see a reason to go back and look through them i don't see a reason to delete them i just they're they're part of life i guess yeah and so i look upon that with like yeah it's it's how how it was or i don't know i i just i don't see the the necessity to delete if there's like a problem and there's a fight over something or if it's like nudes uh, i mean that would yeah. be weird to keep a partner's like private photos on your phone yeah um but just moments and memories i don't i don't see the big deal i guess i think it's going to be different for every person uh, here's totally like my yeah. thought process i i totally understand where you're coming from i my hard limits here are like Absolutely no nudes. Oh, uh, that's that's weird. If you're you those, you got to delete weird. those. That's very uncomfortable. Like, yes. why do you have those? If I found out that someone I was in a relationship with had nudes from their past significant others, I'd be like, goodbye. Hard no. Um, this is again. This is like how technology has like changed how we do things. Because twenty years ago, this would have been somebody like keeping a box of like actual hard copy photographs. Yeah. I guess maybe that does have a little bit of a different connotation. Right. And so I, th for some reason, the way I like read this was like that she's got them all in a folder, which is like not the case. 
It's just your camera roll. It's right? just your it's camera like, roll. Yeah. Uh, I. If there's a box or like your all of your favorites or there's a box right. that's like listed like Eric. Jessica. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe that's like heart. That's weird, right? But I think especially having we I've just mentioned this going through my camera roll like this past year, I'm like, there is shit on there that like I had no idea was on there. And I'm not gonna sure. like take the time to go back and like delete, you know. I mean, so I haven't had a like a lot of serious exes. Okay. So I take this with a grain of salt, but I'm not going to like go through and delete pictures of people that I like mm -hmm. in the moment, you know, at, right now because I'm going through my camera roll and I'm like, it's, I'm like, Oh, here's a picture of me and that guy that I like dated for like two months. And I'm like, eh, I don't really want to keep this Bye. Sure. Yeah. So I get rid of it but, from 13 years ago. But like, you know, I, I'm not, after, when that finished and he goes to me, I wasn't like, I got to get all of these pictures off my yeah, phone. Delete, delete, delete. Because I didn't Red think alert. about it then. Sure. The Instagram thing is interesting because I, I think it's weird when someone has every single photo of their ex on their Instagram, but I also think it's weird when they completely wipe them off the face of the earth. I, I think I'm probably right in that. that so I, I yeah. think you strike a balance, in my opinion. Okay. Again, this is my, opinion i think you can keep photos that are like have other people in them okay. uh plus your ex maybe you and your ex but i think you i think it's weird to still keep the photos that are like either like romantic declarations of love in the caption yeah like a wedding or, picture if you're divorced yeah maybe if you're divorced off, uh yeah. like like makeouts anything that oh, like yeah, looks yeah, yeah. really intense okay or but like, like Happy second anniversary, you know, like right. the, the but if it's like if it's like love, you yeah. and your ex girlfriend at like somebody's wedding and y'all are just like a couple like mm -hmm. in a picture, like whatever. Yeah, that's not gonna bother me. I do understand why people wipe their ex off. I get oh, it. Totally. Like, yeah, absolutely. I totally get it. I you don't want to be the person who's like got the like love you baby like have the great thirtieth birthday and then you're dating someone else. That's mm -hmm. also weird. Yeah. Uh, I think you can strike a balance. I think for me that is like keeping the pictures or the reels or whatever, you know, the the carousels where they're in it, but also like your other friends are in yeah, it or your family's in it or yeah, like if it's your if it's your brother's your, wedding yeah. and your your ex girlfriend was there and she's in photos, like you don't need to delete all the pictures of your brother's wedding. Yeah. Because totally she was fair. there. Unless again. Unless she mm -hmm. cheated on you or like embezzled money from you or whatever it yeah. was that she did that was horrifying. But I, I, to me, I gotta know the context of this. Like, is it all just on Instagram or did he like go through her phone and she's got just like millions of pictures of her ex mm -hmm. and they're like all looking lovey dovey with each other? Like, yeah, there's there there's context, but there I, that needs I kind to be, of I, I agree with you. It's like not worth getting worked up over, like in a vacuum, right? It is not worth a fight in my opinion i just it's it's life and if it's just a camera roll and you have two thousand pictures in there it's like that, that's I've, i'm okay with that right You're fine with me with that i don't, I don't you know. I like don't see the, the picture deal. of you and your ex-girlfriend at like our company christmas party that's just like history that's not like you're staring back at it and being like i Correct. like love this person da, da, da. like yes. so i i just think i it, it's there's got to be context i gotta know what I got to know a little bit deeper. Like, do you, mm -hmm. does it fall onto the, like, she's 
looking back on like her whole camera rolls like this dude like she got a puppy and like it's just mm -hmm. all him yeah. or is it just like a couple of pictures here and there on her instagram that he's just as like kind of wish these weren't here yeah yeah I, I think it's i don't know i'm i'm generally of the be water doesn't matter doesn't unless something changes but yeah yeah i agree last one sal let's talk thanksgiving Wow. What are your go-tos, do's and don'ts, favorite sides, ways to handle family, et cetera, favorite parts, any traditions that y'all have? Okay. So I'll start because I'm going to give you a rundown of how our Thanksgiving is going to go. Uh, should I take notes? Yeah. I mean, or you could just, we were recording this, so you could just listen back. I could. I could. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So the Jung family Thanksgiving, we eat dinner at four. Yeah, and I, love it. I say we eat at four. We really are going to eat at five, but everyone Ooh, okay. is going to pretend like we're going to eat at four. I think that that is very specific to each family because some people do like a noon lunch. Oh, uh, we are we were two o'clock. I'm curious, Randy, were you early? I upper we upper like, Midwest. We were like at three o'clock. Two o'clock, three o'clock. Yeah. And I wonder if that's because of like day, daylight this time. No, of year. I I think we've done two before. Okay. I think the bigger issue is like wrangling everyone and like we've got it it just we mm, we've yeah. slowly moved back. We've been to but that makes sense okay. maybe doing it earlier cuz but then it, like we went for Will's family I'm like almost certain we ate late. We had like a dinner. Interesting. I think it's got to be maybe it's not regional but it's it's maybe it's family tradition based. I right. think it gets pushed back the older you are with older family. Like when we were all kids, like it was much earlier because, you know, nap times and all this. Right. Like that. Yeah. Like now the baby's coming back in, it's going earlier. But yeah, ours okay. ours is also currently a product of nap times because like Fritz and Bane mm -hmm. will be napping until four. Got it. Okay. And honestly, if they nap through it, I kind of don't give a shit. <laughs> it would probably be easier for me. Uh, our Thanksgivings, since I have left my parents' house, so mm -hmm. we will. Uh, some people will run the turkey trot. My dad is definitely going to run it and then complain that his knees are throbbing like for four weeks. But mm -hmm. so that'll happen. Yeah. There will be football on. Since I've married Will, we watch the Lions. Of course. At 11. Uh, I like to I'm, – I'm usually the one cooking. This year I will be bringing the potatoes that will have been cooked on Wednesday. Sweet. Okay. Ready to be heated. Uh, I love cooking. I really love cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Mm -hmm. Our our like my tradition is usually cooking with my mom, having the parade or the dog show or whatever in the background, like having a drink, cooking. There you go. As a mother of two, I don't want to do that anymore. It's too stressful to like mostly for me and Will because like I'm cooking. My children are having to be taken care of by Will. They want to be in the kitchen with me. It's just like too much. There's so a lot I'm going on. Doing yeah. the one dish. Okay. Uh, we have started splitting up the dishes between all of my siblings. Mm -hmm. Harry and Emily, oldest and youngest, do not cook. Okay. Uh, because they're not good at it and also <laughs> because they complain a lot. So. Okay. Got it. Me, Natalie, Lily, and my mom take the brunt of it. Uh, sure. I think Lily's doing cream corn. I can't wait. That's Lily's specialty. She can't does it in the crock pot. Try the cream corn. I've heard a lot about this. Yeah, dish. she's very proud of it. Uh, I am going to do potatoes. I have talked about this on the podcast before. Um, we have a, a our like specialty regional dish that like was my mom's growing up is some sort of like it doesn't even have a name. It's like a mm -hmm. casserole. Some people will call it a hot dish. I think if you're from like Minnesota. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. 
is a it's we just call it the broccoli cauliflower thing and that's definitely not what it is but okay. it's it's broccoli okay. cauliflower brussels sprouts and just a bunch of cheese and you like you basically like parboil them so you we used to like steam my mom used to do it in a big head of cauliflower steam it and then oh. around in a roasting pan keep the head of cauliflower together and then do, like do brussels and broccoli like <clears throat> crowns and stuff but now I, I like to like keep them in bite-sized pieces. So I break up the call. So here's the recipe, you guys. Okay, listen up. You get one crown of cauliflower. You break that up into like florets that are bite-sized pieces. Mm -hmm. Do the same with two crowns of broccoli. Okay, again, break them into the smaller pieces. Bag of Brussels sprouts, cut those suckers in half. You're going to parboil everything. Parboil yeah. means like, I mean, you can also steam, but I like to parboil boil it for like a couple minutes, dunk that shit into ice water so that you mm, keep okay. some of the light crunchiness and you're not like going full mush. Then Can't you get go full mush. Yeah. Then you get a can of cream of celery, a can mm. of cream of mushroom. Okay. The two creams. You mix those together in a bowl. You add a little bit of milk till it gets like a good consistency, a pourable mm -hmm. consistency. Okay. okay. You put all your veggies in a in a visually pleasing method uh, into a roasting dish or right. like a, a casserole dish. Love it. Pour the sauce all over everything, okay? Then you're going to top that with sharp cheddar fancy cheese. Mm -hmm. There we go. Now we're, now we're cooking. And then you do bacon bits. Oh, and you just yep. stick that in the oven on like whatever your oven is, 350, for like 30 minutes. And, and then yeah. at the end, oh, sorry, there's a crucial part I forgot here. Oh, in no. the sauce, you put the cheddar cheese in the sauce. So it's can of cream of mushroom, can of cream of celery, a little bit of milk, cheddar cheese, and multiple green onions cut up. Oh, yeah. There we go. You pour that, and then you put some more cheddar cheese on top. That's like the it. dish. I like it. It's it's sort of a baked potato, but but, but veggie greens, yeah. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like where your head's at. That's, that's that dish. We, we are... Southern call it dressing. If you're stuffing not stuffing yep. the bird, that was always the the. We never stuffed our bird. Do you okay. put stuffing in the bird? We did uh, when Grandpa was around. Yeah, he was a big super traditionalist. Stuffing was made out of like giblets and uh -huh. all like like really real stuffing. Yeah, we had uh, we pivoted to stovetop some some yeah. time in the last decade. We do we do a cornbread dressing. Nice. So they. Okay. In the South, it's a dressing if it's not stuffed in the bird. I think Ross, Will's dad, stuffs the bird. He does yeah, both. He, he'll, he he'll feels do, like our stuffed bird. He'll do bird both. Guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're bringing our mac and cheese. Oh, buddy. We've only had mac and cheese a couple of times. Yeah. It's a. Uh, mac and cheese and green bean <clears throat> casserole are one of those. They both like them to be there, but they're like rotational dishes where someone's like, I'm going to do it this year. Sure. But I'm very excited for your mac and cheese. It, me too. It's it's something that started um, because I couldn't eat meat growing up. Okay. My, I, I wouldn't do turkey. Yeah. So my kid's table dish was always like a Kraft mac and cheese, just super easy. Yeah. I like the size and stuff, but that was kind of like a dish. And then it became once I could eat, like a kind of a funny tradition. Yeah. And then my dad started making this mac and cheese that he did like, a little elevated. Elevated. Yeah. Yeah. He it, it went it went gourmet sometime in the summer of like. 07. Okay. Probably earlier than like 05. And you're doing like a full roux in the shit. Oh yeah. Okay. It's a it's a homemade roux. It's it's 
It's my favorite thing I make. Okay. I'm psyched. And I do it literally like once a year. Okay. Thanksgiving specific because it's my dad's recipe. Love it. Dad's everything. And uh, you're going to get you're gonna get a taste of that. I'm very excited. Very How many excited cheeses are we talking about? Uh, four cheese. Four cheeses. I will not disclose. Okay. Secret cheeses. Secret cheeses. I mean, you can probably like figure out. And like breadcrumbs on the top? or Breadcrumbs on the top. Okay. Little panko situation. Love that. Um, it's it eats extremely well hot. Uh huh. Some say it eats better cold. Cold. I think most Thanksgiving it, recipes do. It can go either way. Do you guys do desserts? <laughs> I just do we do desserts? Just making sure here. Emily's in charge of the pies this year. Okay. Uh, she was asking us earlier if she needed three or four pies. My mom mm. said five minimum. So. <laughs> I love that is that is Southern hospitality right there. Normally, normally, I think like my mom's like eyes are bigger than her stomach, so she's like, we gotta get all the pies. And we have like so many pies. We have love like, it. I think we're gonna have a pumpkin. Pretty sure we're gonna have uh, a buttermilk. Oh, a okay. pecan, an apple, and maybe a coconut cream. Sign me up. I will. I will be a, a little sampler out, out there. Uh, Emily's also bringing wine. Not sure what Harry's contributing. Harry okay. has the luxury of being the youngest and the only boy, so like people don't expect a lot. From Harry's him. the store guy. Yeah, he's the store. He's the store guy. He's the store guy. guy. Mm -hmm. Which mm -hmm. I will gladly take up the mantle as Harry's. You know now. You can be the shotgun rider. Shotgun rider. Yeah. Harry and I just, just cruising HEB. Exactly. Uh, what else? So some years, one year when we had a bunch of guys. Like, because it was before all of us were like married or in significant relationships, but like mm -hmm. I brought home one of my like dear friends from the ICU uh, because he couldn't go back to Connecticut. So like Rich came back with me. Emily mm -hmm. had a boyfriend. Drew was dating Lily. Uh, our cousin came. So they played a little football. Oh, cool. Okay. I think this year we'll have a, a good enough guy crew if everyone gets out there on time. But the problem now is because we have kids and dogs and stuff like that, people aren't getting out there and like chilling we're just like gotcha. showing up for dinner and getting the hell out yeah uh, yeah what what time what what's my we're going at like? noon noonish okay yeah. i i won't be the first one there you know I'll no the... i i already asked harry if he if you wanted to ride with him okay so he said that's fine okay because you could ride with us but there's going to be two car seats and you, that's not I, a fun i can drive ride. I, it's easy it's, yeah it's easy to, it's, it's just straight shot um okay i'm excited there'll I, be football on obviously sure College football probably over Ole the Miss NFL. Ole Miss plays that night. Oh, perfect! And Kim, Kim did go to yep. Ole Miss. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then, then the drinks are usually. Yeah, I was just say, what's the alcohol? What what can I bring? Outside we of we my... have we have water and iced tea. Okay, always at the table. Then there'll be, I'm sure, red wine. Um, and then I like to do like a specialty cocktail. So I'll probably oh, okay. get okay. Some apple cider, do a little apple cider margarita. Love, love that. Mm -hmm. Oh, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll bring a bottle and of wine. And probably drink some mimosas while we're just chilling. Bring a swimsuit, Chit we're in a hot tub. Oh, okay. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Weather is important because my one of my favorite things about Thanksgiving is the um, attire. I'm yeah. a big sweater guy. Everybody knows that about me. Yeah. Um, the beige, maroon, burgundy, burnt orange kind of colors that go into it. I'll be rocking some sort of oatmeal. Get okay. up. Um, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited. The, we, the traditions that we had, I mean, we were a very traditional Thanksgiving family, whether right. it's Rochester or Saratoga. You know, you have all the, the traditional sides. 
uh, big granny fest usually. If we were grandmas, there would be 30, 40 people there. Yeah. At our house, it would be you know 10 to 12, depending on the year. But yeah, it was it was. Have you ever fried standard. a turkey? Uh, I have fried a turkey. Okay. Not, I mean, not personally, but I have I've witnessed a turkey frying. It does turn out fantastic. I don't know. There was a couple of years we probably will do it this year where we make two birds because there's oh. so many people. My mom likes to have leftovers. Very so cool. So usually my mom roasts one and my dad fries one. Oh, hell yeah. I don't know if he's going to fry it this year, though. Okay. Okay. I will so we'll withhold. See. I, I dive into a little bit of turkey because I never grew up with it. You know, I, I eat it once a year, literally Are once a year. ham people? Do you have uh, ham? I, I don't think we ever had ham at Thanksgiving. Ham yeah. would be like Christmas, we'd have a ham and a pot roast yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Um, but Thanksgiving was pretty exclusively turkey. I just don't, I don't love it. So I have my like little, kind of my couple pieces. Yeah. And then I'm good. Maybe I'll well, make a sandwich. Well, the sides of the star of the, the show. sides of the star of the show. Yeah. Especially with the mac and cheese. I mean, that's going to that's gonna fill you up. So I plan Randy, on bringing- what is the dish that y'all- we're a sweet potato casserole family. Some yams? Okay. With my mom is going to make a sweet potato casserole. Only like four of us eat it. Oh, it's it's. Oh, but like, it's is our it, favorite thing that we do. It's a it's a it's a sweet one though. Is it it's is, a it, sweet is it is it's, it's marshmallows it, on top yeah, or it's, it's boiled? It's you do layers. It's boiled sweet potatoes. You cut them up in like you know inch and a half circles. Stack it and then it's butter. Brown sugar, marshmallows, mm. and then like another layer of sweet potatoes, butter, oh, brown it's like sugar, a sweet potato yeah. lasagna situation. So it's like wow. yeah, it's like a loaded sweet potato, and it's just so so good. And like then it, you just cook it and all that, and then all the like makes like a kind of like goopy mm. sauce at the bottom too. Once you yes. get like all the yams, and it, you can dip Oof. stuff into it, it's See, so good. I love sweet potatoes, and I like making sweet potatoes at at mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. But do you think they usually skew? Almost desserty, but you oh, have it's, that. It's definitely more of a dessert thing. But, but you it's, have it's that on, on your plate oh, next yeah. to the stuffing. Oh yeah, with like gravy next to it. You, you dip your turkey in that. Whoa, we're actually not doing turkey this year because everyone's like, "Yeah, no one likes turkey," so we're wow. just doing ham. Um, you, guys, you guys are doing the Twitter take of, but, of turkey's mid. But dragging a nice piece of ham through that—that's extra okay. sweet potato yes. stuff. Yes. Is that so makes good. sense. That makes sense. Do you? But you don't have any like weird. Uh, dishes that like you like your family makes that you're no, like oh I don't know where this came from. That's mainly our our biggest one we do. Everything else is like standards, standard green bean casserole. Sides. Yeah, what's crescent your rolls. what's your role on Thanksgiving? I, it's so to speak. It's a crescent roll. dinner. Yeah, it's a crescent. It's, it's, um, yeah, the Pillsbury crescent rolls. I also I also I meant that literally, and I also mean that from like a, I feel like you're the what's your what are you the you're store the fun, guy? You're the fun uncle, right? You you kind of take the kids. Away from the parents for a while. Yeah, uh, that and, that's, and that's making making the sweet potato casserole. Too. Oh, that, oh, that's your yeah. dish. Okay, yeah, that was like my dad's dish and my dish too, and then Love my it. older oh, brothers too. So that's what we'll really be focusing on. And then my sister in law is hosting, so she's going to be doing everything else. She's, she's got everything else. You've yeah, got the sweet so potato casserole. I'll help where it needs to be. I'm not going to do dishes. I hate doing dishes. No, yeah. yeah. But like, if you need me to like put something in the oven, do other stuff. Store run guy. Do you, do you, I could do it if okay. I need to. I mean, I'm the only one without a kid, so like, I'm the maybe. You need to just make sure everyone's cocktails are flowing. You know, yeah. you just you just pour the wine. Ooh, maybe I should make a cocktail. Ooh, a specialty cocktail. Maybe I'll bring some of my mead. Yeah, you should. That'd be great. Okay, I'm just remembering. Uh -huh. Totally forgot. We we do have a very weird dish that my mom makes. Oh boy. Okay. It's it's not a dish. Like there's so many dishes. I like. We, like, have, we have like room for my mac we and cheese. Yes, but we have like probably ten sides. Holy cow. We my mom every year makes a fruit salad. Mm. 
Salad is a a loose term. It is cans of mandarin oranges. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Then you got coconut, Mm -hmm. crushed up pecans, marshmallows. Okay. Okay. All tossed with, I think it's sour cream. Oh, wow. We're doing like a fruit, like a parfait. Medley, no, it, it like... is like a full-blown Midwestern salad situation. So yes. you, oh, and it's pineapple. So it's, it's, it's mandarin orange and pineapple and cans and marshmallows. Oh, yeah. Then you toss that in, uh, and with, with <clears throat> coconut flakes. Yep. Like yeah, the like real, the, the good kinds. No, no, no. Like just, I'm talking like okay. the sugary kinds, not the, like uh, the yeah. new world, like. Yeah, the, this is like the old baking coconut. Wait, is it, it's kind of like an ambrosia salad. Yeah, yeah, and then oh, you mix that all up, salad. and then you put uh, <clears throat> like pecans on top. Oh my gosh! And every year, we're like, do we need this? My mom's like, Landon loves it, and so do I. I'm like, no one actually eats this thing. To be fair, and you're gonna look over. I'm gonna have a giant plate full. I of mean, it, just, it is just to good. be the good guest. I'm like, yeah, it is so good. good. It has a place. Like my mom <laughs> makes it every year and she like puts it in this glass bowl and we're always like do we need this much she's like i love it sally your your niece loves it i'm like does she though does she do we do we ask her yeah she did when she was four <laughs> so maybe so, prince and bane will be into as, it as soon as she said that one time it was like yeah it was we guaranteed. had to make it every year but i think that was definitely from their family okay that was definitely like an illinois thing that they have going on the midwest they they put some dishes together. I think that they use salad very loosely because yeah. salad is like uh, anything that's mixed with mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. <laughs> In this yeah. case, it's sour cream, but like that's yeah. that's what we're talking about. It's oh, like yeah. kind of congealed. Oh, yeah. Okay. I will I will try it. I'll yeah, try it's it. good. Okay. It's not bad. It's just, again, I, I get weird. Like I want all my savory stuff on one plate and then like my sweet oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I'm totally with you. I don't, I don't mix sweet and savory. Give me savory. Yeah. Press and roll, dinner roll, whatever it might be. But then then the dessert plate will be it'll be separate. Not because yeah. I don't like I don't mind the touching. It's just more of like yeah. it's a it's a course thing for me. Yeah, I agree. One of my low-key favorite dishes is uh just the the the, the cylinder of cranberry sauce. Yeah. It, okay, so, so you're good. you're a canned person. Oh yeah. And you just cut it into sil- into slices. Oh yep. yeah. We had that too. Uh cranberries take, take it or leave it for me. We had we had both. We had like a, a a soupy cranberry and like the canned one. It's just yeah, fine. I don't I don't cranberry. I don't really care about on the day. Has a great place in a Thanksgiving leftover sandwich. That has like a chutney yeah, situation. That's I've I've certainly heard that. I just I get weird about leftover turkey and, and, and anyway. That's 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 a meat problem. Yeah, that's a meat problem. Well, I'm excited. So it's gonna be a great time. So excited. I. Uh, I will be bringing. Maybe we'll post from the Instagram for the first oh, time in months. There you go. From I'll this be, Thanksgiving, uh, I'll be bringing a. I'll be bringing some some Shiner cheer. That is my. Oh, that's gonna Harry's gonna love that holiday beer. That's of choice. me, Harry. That's me and Harry's uh, beer. We send each other a text every time we have there our first go. one of the season. Perfect. Um, and yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll keep keep an eye out. Maybe we'll just we'll just be uh, chilling at the young John family house for, for Thanksgiving. I'm very excited. Thank you for the invite and. Uh, we are the Mail-In Podcast. Please subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or, again, you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brad Merriman at Schmerriman on both of those platforms. 
And uh, we'll see y'all not next week, but the week after. Week after. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving.